Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Warzone listeners, my name is Mike Casper, and I wanted to share why I've been a Warzone Patreon going on two years. I've been a member of quite a few other fantasy football Patreons and never had a one-on-one connection like I do with the Warzone host. Memphis has called me to discuss team-specific and rookie draft strategies multiple times, and that's something I've just never experienced anywhere else. Uh, Memphis has also given podcasting advice on a regular basis and supports the individual Patreons and sharing their talents with the group. The group chat is always active. There's no group think there. People are honest and willing to share their opinions. And last, the Patreon leagues are fun and always active in trading. I know one league had over 20 trades in a 24-hour time period. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. The price stays the same, but the perks be- being a Patreon keep rising. I'll see you there and look forward to welcoming you to the family. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. What? And welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The people's dynasty podcast on today's show i've got a very special edition of the podcast i'll jump into that in just a second want to take just a second to let you know that chad and mike and jesse will be here on friday the live stream of that podcast is up on youtube it's a couple of hours long great content from the boys but they wanted to edit it down a little bit so look for some or all of that to be hitting the Dynasty Warzone airwaves this coming Friday. We've been moving stuff to Friday. Last couple of weeks, we've had our man Dallas from the Rookie Rundown over there on Fridays, kicking it. He was here on Monday. You can go back and listen to Monday's Rookie Rundown, where Dallas kind of played GM for all 32 teams and gave each team what he thought to be a rookie for them. Uh, Be on the lookout Wednesday. Jerry and I will be here talking rookies as well. And you would catch all of this early and ad-free over on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone. It's that simple. Dynasty Warzone. You'll find the show. Turn the notifications on. Maybe you join us when we're streaming live, various shows record various times of the week, but you'll never miss anything. You'll never have to wait till Friday. You'll have everything early, ad-free, ready to go over on YouTube. You get the Rookie Rundown, you get Dynasty War Games, you get the Mothership, you get the Dynasty War Zone, you get our boy Kyle with a little uh, redraft perspective, although he chops it up with some dynasty in season on Thursdays. And then sometimes on Fridays, there is bonus content. And that is what we're here doing today. So today's show is a bonus podcast. Uh, We actually recorded this about three weeks ago. And my guest is Rich, Rich Dotson at Dynasty Rich from the Dynasty Nerds. Now, I recorded this, like I said, just about three weeks ago, and it's been up on our patron page as a patron exclusive. I was always going to release this live here on the uh, Dynasty Warzone channel. I wanted to wait until Rich got back in town from vacation. So this is dated. This does predate 
the Deshaun Watson news and Rich's reaction. But really what we talk about for the first part of this podcast is just Rich and I talking about how the Dynasty Nerds got started, how he stays motivated, why he loves Dynasty. And then toward the end, we talk a little rookies, a little strategy, a little bit of everything. But that's what this podcast was. And there'll be more of these. I've been calling them real conversations with people talking about fake football. Rich is an amazing guy. I hope to do more of these. And they'll always release early over at Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Literally the night that I finished this recording with Rich, I went ahead and downloaded the show instantly and posted it on the Patreon. I do a Patreon podcast about once a week, sometimes more, sometimes it might be 10 days, but always doing extra content over at the Patreon. It's also the only place that I do my rankings. Our patrons love rankings and that's where I put them because they power the Dynasty War Zone. So want you to sit back and relax and enjoy the conversation with Rich. But if you've ever considered joining a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's five bucks a month. You, you get in the group chat. You can potentially join leagues. We just wrapped up Patreon 13. We're talking about a live auction in Canton during the Fantasy Football Expo. One on one help with your rookie drafts, which are forthcoming. One on one help with your startups, which are ongoing. And you literally get all of that, as well as, like I said, I I will put the group chat up against anybody. Join for a month. If you don't think the group chat's all that, then just turn around and quit. But if you're just looking for a great place to conversate about Dynasty Fantasy Football and sometimes other stuff too, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with myself and Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds. Make sure to follow him at Dynasty Rich and check out all of his stuff over at DynastyNerds.com and their YouTube and everything else. Thanks for tuning in. Have a super awesome Tuesday. We'll be back here on Wednesday with Jerry and myself and the boys of the Dynasty War Games will be here later in the week. Have a good Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, I'm doing something a little different, a little special. I'm going to try to do a six-pack of these over the course of the offseason. It's a little series I'm going to call Real Conversations with Fake Footballers. Now, you'll know all these names. You'll know all these faces. And just want to get to know some of the, the best dynasty and fantasy and football content creators out there. Now, my guest tonight The number one guest needs no introduction, and if you're finding him via me, you've been living under a dynasty rock. My guest tonight is Rich Dotson. Rich is the founder and the co-host of the Dynasty Nerds, the Dynasty Nerds podcast, the Dynasty Nerds YouTube, everything Dynasty Nerds. Now, if you've never heard of it, I am speechless, but he's a great guy. He's a guy that I met in person last summer in Canton, Ohio, when he opened up his home to Dynasty content creators everywhere. Rich, welcome to the show, man. Memphis, great to be talking to you again, man. It's 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 been uh been a couple months since August, but yeah, it's good to be back on here talking some talking life and fantasy football in general. You know, I, I tried to keep the intro as before we hit the record button. I tried to, you know, save some of that. Those are the kind of things that I want the listeners to be able to hear because 
If you're tuning into this podcast because you want Rich's opinion on the free agent class or dynasty strategy or the rookies, that's cool because I like that from Rich as well. See, Rich and the Dynasty Nerds was the first dynasty podcast that I found in like 2016. And I I believe in in process. And I was like, these podcast things are great. There has to be one on dynasty fantasy football out there. And that's how I found Rich and the, the Dynasty Nerd. So if you need that, just literally go to any content platform out there. Go to YouTube, go to, to Apple, Spotify, whatever. Just search Dynasty Nerds. I think it's every Tuesday you guys drop your pod. And we record every Tuesday, drops every Wednesday. That's what it is. And because uh, sometimes I, I watch on YouTube and sometimes I, I, I listen to it on the podcast. Depends on what time I have. But if you want to know all that stuff, just go check out their show. It's great. It's a great addition to your queue. Really, this podcast should be the great addition to the Dynasty Nerds that you already listened to. But if not, that's where you found them. But uh, Rich, I just want to know, man, so what got you into Dynasty? What, what What's your passion for football, fantasy football, and most importantly, Dynasty? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, you know, for Dynasty, like most people, it starts with regular fantasy football, right? Just going back in high school, some buddies, let's, hey, let's go draft some fantasy football uh, players here. So you're talking like mid to late 90s, uh, I started getting to fantasy football uh, throughout college in early 2000s into fantasy football. And when I got back from school from Columbus and I moved back to Cleveland, I was just, you know, I was really into fantasy football. I heard of something being called it was, it was basically a dynasty league where you just kept all your players, but this is 2003. So, you know, there's nothing, there's no websites out there. There's not a lot of information. I don't even, honestly, I don't remember where I heard about it, but I heard about, you know, this, this opportunity to play fantasy football where you to keep the same team forever. Cause who does it? It's why dynasty is so great. Like who doesn't play redraft and they're pretty good at redraft and they just wish they can keep those teams. They draft forever. And that's where it kind of started. So I just got, you know, I got a couple of buddies together and I said, Hey, you want to, you know, you want to try this new format? It's called dynasty. And I, we ended up kind of like making the rules up as we went along and kind of like, what's great about it is like most of the rules nowadays are common, like rules and how you have them with taxi squads. Like we kind of just made up on our own back in the day. Cause there's no MFL or anything like that. We were playing on Yahoo and making, just playing dynasty. So it started in 2003 and just the more we played, the more we played for years, I was just saying, this is like the greatest format of fantasy football there there ever was. Like, I, how is this not the biggest thing in the world? And what we'd find ourselves, all my buddies, every time we got together, all we were talking about was dynasty trades that we could make with each other, the incoming rookie class, uh, what just whose team sucked, whose team was great. And that's all we would talk about. And our wives hated it. That's all we talked about. And uh, for wives years, don't love dynasty fantasy football conversations. No, no, um, they do not. My wife and my friends' wives did not in particular as well. And you know, for years I was telling my buddy who was into making websites, I was like, dude, we should create a dynasty fantasy football website. Like there's no sites out there. There's just none. And it just kind of one of those things that sat in the back burner for a while. And then, like, you know, obviously DLF came out and DLF did pretty good. Then there's Under the Helmet came out and you know, there's Fantasy Oasis with Scott Fish and all those guys. And just by chance, my buddy came over one day and he, he created a new website. And I was like, dude, we have to play. We have to create a dynasty website. We just have to. And he looked at me. He's like, all right, we'll create a website. He's like, my only rule is if we do a website, you have to do a podcast. He's like, that's my rule. And my response was, 
what's a podcast? Because I had no idea what a podcast was. He explained it to me, and I'm like, all right, well, dude, if you think that's a thing, okay, <laughs> I'm down, you know? And uh, so we created the site. We kind of came, went back and forth with a couple names, and, you know, I wanted to make sure Dynasty was in the name, and, you know, I was like, oh, we're a bunch of nerds talking di- fantasy football. Let's just call it Dynasty Nerds, you know? Let's get into it. And that's that's what it was, and lucky for him, him saying start that podcast, it was really the podcast that really took helped take the site to the next level and the level after that. So that's, I mean, just like everybody's journey, it kind of started with a regular fantasy football league, getting really into it, getting a couple good group of buddies together, starting a league, and that, that continuity led into everything, which led into Dynasty Nerds and you know, gave us a chance to be at the forefront of the Dynasty fantasy football game, just getting in when we did. I wish we would have got back in in 2003, but... You know, 2014 is not bad either. Yeah. When my first thing that that's again, how I found you guys, I found podcast via, I, I found podcast backwards. I, I've, I've been on Twitter forever. I've never been, I didn't start really putting out content until like around 2017, 2018, but I had always followed stone cold Steve Austin. And he had this thing called a podcast. And this was about 10 years ago. And I was like, okay. And it was enjoyable. You know, he would talk about his career. He would talk about guy stuff, hunting, fishing, football. I was like, man, this is really great. So I started listening to more podcasts. I was like, okay, what other interests do I have out there? Dynasty fantasy football. So I searched the dynasty nerds, which is great branding, by the way. Just, it sounds like it was very organically created with, with you and the guys. Before I get into some more dynasty nerd questions, how flattering or frustrating is it when you see things, and I'm not calling anybody out, I'm just being very, very honest, like the Dynasty Dorks or the Dynasty Dweebs or anything that has to do with being nerd-like and Dynasty-like? Is it flattering? Is it frustrating? What's the feeling there? It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of apathetic, you know what I mean? I and mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's a website out there that has almost kind of like our logo, which is kind of weird. That kind of take, took me back a little bit. Um, no names, please. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't, you know what, Memphis, I really just don't care. I'm just, I am focused on dynasty nerds. That's my focus. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really pay attention what everybody else is doing. I don't listen to their podcasts. I don't, and that's not to be mean. It's just, I focus on what my, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? That way, if I focus on what I'm doing and I can stay genuine and be who I am and focus on my, like my vision of what I want Dyson to be. And my, obviously my leadership team of what we want Dyson to be, then that's all I have to, that's all I have to worry about. You get anybody else to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? If everybody else wants to, you know, do the same takes or come up with the same names, I mean, it, it, it kind of works in dynasty. It's all redundant. Anyways, we're all talking about the same guys from our different viewpoints. So if you want to be dynasty dorks or dynasty, you know, dummy, whatever, that's fine with me. I don't, that's I, no hard feelings. I don't, I don't, I, there's no feelings to be had. I just, I, as long as you're talking dynasty and you're helping going the game, like we're, you're, you're a okay in my book, right? Like that's, that's my number one focus is at dynasty nerds is to grow the game of dynasty fantasy football and all the people that play the game. I hope that I can give my opinion, helps them a little bit along the way, along with my co host So for me, what else goes on in the community? Like I just, I'm honestly not worried about it. I'm just really focused on, what we're doing at dynasty nerds and that's may sound selfish or whatnot, but that's what I, that's what I'm focused on. No, I, I, and I, I love the answer because first of all, as it relates to success, whether it's in dynasty or I don't know, digging ditches or whatever it is you do for a living, th- there's an abundant supply of success. As a matter of fact, it's infinite. 
it's what success means to you. So I, I love your growth mindset. You, you've always been willing to help other people. Uh, I like the I like the basic takeaway for that, ladies and gentlemen, is to focus on your shit. Whatever your shit is, Rich's shit's the dynasty nerds, and that's what Rich's focus is on. Mine's the dynasty war zone. So, uh, but back to your brand, what was it like growing this? Because uh, not to make it sound like you started in a garage like you know Jeff Bezos all those years ago, but it was a, a very small podcast and. As you grow, like I'm a, I'm a big analytics guy. I love numbers. I love math. I love data. That's part of what we talk about all the time at my workplace. My day job is what's the data say, you know, and I love seeing the growth that you guys have had, whether it's your Twitter handle, your your YouTube, uh, just everything. What's it like on that journey of starting with you and your buddies, your friends who you played this game with to then see what it is now? Yeah. I mean, it all started with just passion, right? Like I'm a very passionate person. If I do something like I'm really, I'm one of those kind of people that just get really into what they're doing. You know, back in college when I was playing poker, like I got really into poker in late high school and in college. And then it's like anything I do, I just want to, like you said, I just want to like focus on it. I just want to be the best that I can possibly be. That's all I want to do is just want to be the best that I could possibly be. And I want to put the time in and focus on it. So for me, when we started Dynasty Nerds, that, that was that was what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm just going to put all my passion in this. I have no idea where it's going to go. I just wanted to have an outlet where, again, me and my buddies, we would talk about Dynasty so much. And I was so strong in my opinions. And I did, I put so much time into it. I was like, why would I not use what I'm doing here and like put it out there? And if anybody else wants to follow along, sweet. You know what I mean? If I can help one person, sweet. Um so starting off early, like you said, with the podcast, I remember when we first did a podcast and we had a hundred listeners. I was like, oh my goodness, a hundred people listen to our opinion on dynasty nerds. Like that, it, that just blew my mind. And at, at the time, like we didn't really have a plan for growth necessarily. We know we wanted to, for five years, we wanted to just not charge for anything, right? Like everything we did, we wanted to do for free. All the content we produced, we wanted to put out there for free. Everything we did was just to help, just help grow the platform, right? Like you see some people come out here now and they're like, okay, all this stuff is behind a paywall. And it's like, dude, you've been producing content for six months. Like, where's like, where's all those people to come in and find your work if it's behind this paywall? But some people, like you said, some people are cool with that. Some people are like, they'll have 150 people behind their paywall subscription. They're like, yeah, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like that's a couple extra bucks in my pocket. But we were just focused early on on just building the brand of Dynasty Nerds and see how far that would take us. We had no idea where it was going to go. Um, and it was just mostly driven on a passion for the game. Just just loving Dynasty, getting on there every single Tuesday. I mean, I've been doing this podcast for eight years now and just get on there every week and just make sure I was true to myself, make sure I wasn't just saying stuff for hot takes, right? Like, I'm not going to go out there and just say something so people would listen. Like, just giving my honest opinion, like I said, being me, and focusing on how we could just, you know, do better in Dynasty. What kind of content we could put out, Um what kind of really just put a lot of folk. We put a lot of focus into the podcast to make sure because we saw that growth start to rise pretty rapidly in the podcast. Like people started to tune into the podcast pretty quickly. Um, we saw the numbers grow and grow and grow. And we saw that we started to grow, like get a pretty large following. And once that five year hit, that's we, we just kind of like over the, the year before that just came up with a game plan and a roadmap that we're still in this map. We're still in the infancy of this map of how do we. How do we give our listeners, how do we give our users 
the most tools, the most information, everything that they could they could possibly use to be better at the game of dynasty fantasy football. Like, how do we do that? What do we do, and how do we do it? So, our 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 plan all the our plan the entire time is just like I said in the beginning of the show is just how do we grow the game of dynasty fantasy football, the game that we're so passionate about, right? Like, it's just this is what we love and want everybody else to love it too in a selfish kind of way. So it's, it's always just, it's always come back to that passion for dynasty fantasy football. And like, how do we do better? And now that we're in a position where we are now, th- that focus hasn't changed. It's doesn't matter how many subscribers we have or how many listeners we have. It's like all that money that people that choose to subscribe to us or, and take some of their money once a month and put it into the dynasty nerds, you know, wallet, we make sure that money is going back to growing the game and building tools and making the website better, making the podcast better, making sure our writers have more access to things they need. So from beginning to end, it's just about that passion, Memphis, just being passionate about what I do um, and just want to be better. Like just want to be better every single day. It's kind of like life, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's the same thing I treat the way I treat my life. Like I, when I wake up, I just want to have the best day possible and be a better rich Dotson like a little bit better than I was yesterday. That's all, it's all I want to do. But that's rad though, man. That, that's a growth mindset. For, first of all, just wanting to be a little bit better. And before I ask some other dynasty nerd questions, I, I do want to make sure that you hear that. I mean, they, there's plenty of ways to support the nerds and you can do it by joining the nerd herd. They, they've got, you know, tools and we'll talk about all that in a second. But if you get into content creation, he mentioned the the newer content creators. And the first thing they want to do is after six months is, is put up a Patreon. And we have a Patreon. And I've always saying that that's what keeps the lights on. That's what pays for the streaming service. That's what pays for the mics. That pays for a lot of the things that that we're able to do uh, here at the, at the channel. But that's not the point of doing this. I love Dynasty Fantasy Football. Rich loves Dynasty Fantasy Football. So if you're listening to this because you want to, quote, unquote, go, grow your brand, and I hate saying that because it feels – it feels kind of gross because <laughs> you hear that, like I'm, I'm building my brand and it's like, that's gross, but that's not, this is a passion for, for him, for, for myself. So I, I definitely want, want you to make sure you're taking that away. Rich is not taking all of his support, whether it be via whatever, and just putting it in his pocket and strolling down the street. He's growing the game of dynasty fantasy football. So, so please make sure, you know, to, to check out their website, support their YouTube, but I do want to talk about the brand. I do want to talk about what's new at Dynasty Nerds. I'm on I'm on your website. You're offering a free three-day trial. Now we're coming up on rookie season without giving too much away. What do you guys have growing? What do you guys have going and growing at the brand? Wow. Uh so much. <laughs> we have so much. And uh we do a meeting once a year. We do a meeting once a month. Um, there's so much on our roadmap of what we have planned coming out. Our big thing right now is uh, we have some like our rookie rope pro. We have some uh, profile players, player cards, essentially in the dynasty nerds. We want to make sure when you click on a player that all the information about that player, they could possibly want, whether it be their statistics, their fantasy football finishes, how many leagues you own them in everything that you could possibly want with charts, numbers, and graphs to be there on any player you possibly click. Um, and really integrating that basically we have the dynasty GM out there. Now it's going to be the dynasty GM 2.0. 
And our goal is to get that launched by August. And just a lot of upgrades there, just making the GM even better, more integrated with all your leagues, better option, more streamlining um, to put all your leagues in there together. And eventually just to make it all just one platform. We just want to make sure eventually the GM could just be a one-stop shop. Everything you need from game film to rookie tape to rankings from trade calculators, all that just a one-stop. So again, it's just about making everything a little bit more convenient for the dynasty user. So just, it's just constant growth. But right now I said player cards, 2.0 GM. There's a couple things lined up in that. They're going to be a little bit different. Um, we got some good games in the hopper, but it, you know, that's, that's a whole monster in itself uh, with legal, <laughs> legally wise, um, how much that costs. So it's, we're just constantly growing, man. We just figure it just, we, we, we come with a mindset of like, hey, let's come up with a couple goals that we want to complete and then complete those goals and move on to the next one. Like, what are three goals we want to accomplish by July 1st? Like, we have, we have three goals that we want to accomplish by July 1st. And then we'll have three goals we want to comp- accomplish by kickoff. And then we'll have the three goals that we want to accomplish by the offseason. So if, if you follow the if you're if you follow our tools, if you're a Nerd Herd member, you go to the site, you'll see – the growth like we're just constantly updating adding little tweaks to the gm little little tweaks to the website trying to bring in new talent to help again goes back to what i said earlier just help our users have more information better tools to just better their dynasty game because we know in dynasty the more information you have the better player that you're going to be so right now in the hopper i said that's that's what we have i know that's pretty Pretty vague. <laughs> it's a pretty vague I, I, answer. I don't want you giving away the farm because you know um, what they say about the NFL. It's a copycat league, right? It's, yeah. it's a, the the dynasty space is very copycat. But I would just tell you to to go over to Dynasty Nerds and, and just bookmark that uh, as a page. That's what I do. Very user friendly on the on the mobile platform. And and this is not a commercial for Dynasty Nerds. This is just talking to Rich about what's going on with him. So you're one of the main podcast hosts it's some combination usually of yourself matt o'hara and garrett price now i've had the good fortune of uh before the pandemic garrett come to indianapolis for the combine we had a chance to catch a meal Um, but you guys have a great crew of podcast hosts but for you personally what keeps your your creative juices flowing what what makes you every time on a Tuesday night live on YouTube and then for a Wednesday podcast, what, what gets you fired up to talk dynasty? Is it players? Is it rankings? Is it strategy? Just uh, what gets you going? It's, it's, it's that need to get my opinion out. It's a need. It's my need to sit here with two of my friends and talk like the older you get, you know, back when I, when I first started dynasty and, playing in 2003 i mean that was 18 years ago like i was much younger i didn't have any kids i didn't have a wife like it was cool to sit around with my buddies all day and talk dynasty now at 42 <laughs> it's a lot harder to sit around with my buddies and talk dynasty so i know what gets me excited is on tuesday nights i know every night matt o'hara has been one of my best friends literally since i was 15 years old so for me it's an opportunity to sit down with two of my really good friends one of my best friends ever and talk dynasty fantasy football for two hours so that gets me you know wild up and, and gets me excited to sit here and you know because a lot we know the nfl is non-stop there's always something to talk about and like it's always it's always that like what the, what do i get to talk about this week what do i get to give my opinion on this week and you know it's and sometimes it's not easy you know sometimes your juices aren't flowing like sometimes you're like definitely doing it for eight years you're like man it's tuesday night 
I don't want to pog. And definitely like for me, it's mostly in season where it's, it's a little harder to do the dynasty podcast in season where it becomes mostly a redraft show essentially. Right. Like with, with a little bit of hot dynasty takes and for me in, in, in season gets real redundant because I do the podcast. I do tons of guest spots. I do a TV show out here for Bally sports. Uh, and then I do a radio show for ESPN Cleveland. So Sometimes when you're doing that, and those are all redraft related, you can get a little redundant when you're giving the same opinion on TV, you're giving the same opinion on the radio. Um, it, it, it gets a little hard, but mostly it's just getting to sit down, talk with my friends, opportunities to sit here and like with you right here and talk dynasty fantasy football. Like I just love, I miss it. Like I miss that hanging out with my buddies all the time and talking dynasty. So even now, like we're about to dive in this, we're about to do, Break, finally, once I get back from Mexico, we're going to dive into our rookie breakdown class. We're going to break down all our rookies, and it's where we've had our most success. And if people ask me, like, what do I think the number one factor in how Dynasty Nerds grew and the podcast grew to where it was is because Matt and I did so well on our rookie breakdowns year in and year out by putting the time in, watching the tape, and giving our analysis and being lucky enough to be right more than we're wrong. So right now, like my juices are flowing where like I'm diving in all this rookie tape in a Dynasty Nerds film room, right? Like I'm getting to watch every game on Brees Hall and watching him run the football is a game of thing of beauty. So like that gets me super excited, even though I know in all 19 leagues I'm in, I not one league I'll have the opportunity to get Brees Hall in. But still, I'm super excited to watch this young man run the football and have an opportunity to get to play at the next level and say, hey, here's this kid has opportunity, in my opinion, to be one of the next best running backs in the NFL. The watch guys like they're a little smaller school guys like Pierre Strong um, put on some good tape because he's a F, you know he's a smaller school out of South Dakota State. So seeing these guys and finding those sleepers and digging this tape and finding a couple guys that you might say, hey, you know the, the rest of the dance community is going right. I'm gonna go left here. Let's see if I'm right on this one. Right. Let's let's see if I could be right again on this guy right here and finding those little guys, not little guys in small stature, but like finding those guys that might be third or fourth round picks and rookie drafts that you might say are second round picks. And then people are on Twitter saying, Rich, you have no idea what you're talking about. And then two years from now, they're taking them in the third round of their startup. You know, that gets my juices flowing to find these guys, these prospects that are coming in, these rookies and digging the tape. And then in July, getting ready for training camp in the season and getting real excited for that football, the season to start and all this work we put in from December until August, like it all comes to a, to a head in September. And we get to see of all those takes that we provided start to come true, right? Like we can start to see, we, it's like we wrote this play and now we want to see it acted out. And we want to, we hope that the play that we wrote is acted out as well as we wrote it. And, you know, do we have a hit on Broadway or do we have a one night show that nobody ever wants to watch again? So it's just constantly trying to just, Stay consistent and find the thing, you know, just, just find things in dynasty that you love to talk about. And that just gets my juices flowing. Like it just, it, it constantly, it just does not end. And it's like dynasty. It's dynasties. There's no off season, 365 days a year. So there's always something going on. And we live in a day and age now where there's no, there's no dry moments, right? There's quarterbacks getting traded left and right. There's defensive ends getting traded left and right. The NFL has done such a good job of making it such a miraculous show that we're gifted here as dynasty analysts to have something to talk about pretty much every single week of the year. Yeah, and and that's why I love it. I, I, and, man, I just feel like 
Now, I do want to make sure the listener understands. I don't always agree with everything Rich says. When I first when I first started listening to the Dynasty Nerds and there would be some takes, especially on wide receivers, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what are you <laughs> seeing, man? I like I don't get it. But that's the beauty of it. That's I mean, that that's why I've stopped listening to a lot of other dynasty content. It's not that I don't respect their opinions or voices or anything. I just don't want my opinion to be impacted by theirs. But with that yep. being said, now that you know what a podcast is, back in back at about eight years ago when you and your boys were starting up the nerds, you you didn't really know what a podcast was. But now that you do, are there podcasts you listen to, whether it's football or sports or just listen, anything in general that, that you love? I love hardcore history with uh Dan Carlin. Love those. Um I love Joe Rogan, like millions of other people. I really enjoy Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh intermittently like i get it where i can uh certain guests uh i'll really tune into a lot of uh local cleveland sports talk i'll try and listen to but that's it i don't i honestly don't listen to any dynasty podcasts and i haven't in really eight years um when i first got into podcasts i tried to listen to a couple i won't mention any names definitely early on and i thought they were all pretty bad um but then you gotta imagine technology back then wasn't as good either i just thought you know you turn into a podcast and the, and, the, and, the, and the sound quality isn't good like to me that was a no that was a no-go and that was the first because that's the first thing we did at dynasty nerds was like okay if we're gonna do a podcast it has to sound professional no matter what it's got to be good so but the number one reason i don't listen to those is exactly what you said memphis is like i don't ever want to start letting other people's takes influence me and then start like repeating what they said on my show, like just even without even knowing it. Right. Like if I listen to many things on there, like I'll start repeating. If I repeat something, I always want my takes to be my own. Same thing. It goes back to 2003 when I was talking football to my friends, like I want those to be for my research and my takes. So I don't listen to other dynasty podcasts because I'm not into it. And I'm really good friends with uh, Izzy Alcafas of Dynasty Trade Calculator. So occasionally Same. I'll turn on his show just to like check out his show because I really love that dude so much. Um, and, and and occasionally, like if somebody has a good guest or a good topic, like I'll tune in a little bit to a, a Dynasty show here and there, but there's none I really listen to like consistently. I might listen to like five shows a year, but I'm with you. It's just I want my takes to be my own. I don't want to be – I don't want to be – led a certain way because one person listens to this like he gives a take of why this player is good and it sways me like you know i, I still to this day i blame ray uh garvin for uh <laughs> making me draft jalen rager a little bit higher than i wanted to Ooh. and a couple other guys because i i listen i listen to everybody just talk them up and, like, on, my, and on my show like matt and i were like ah, i just don't really see it as much as everybody else in jalen rager but like there's all these people I trust and respect that really see it. So like, maybe I'm missing something. Right. And then you take them and you're like, Oh man, I should have taken this guy instead. <laughs> the guy I really like to hire. And I don't want to fall in those uh, pitfalls, I guess, as opposed to saying they're not even really pitfalls, but like you said, you don't li- like dude. tons of people listen to my show and I, I get it. My personality is not for everybody. I I get that 100%. Like I understand, I understand who I am. And when I get on that show, like when I do the nice nerds podcast, like, I'm all amped up and I'm just trying to have a good time. And my sense of humor is not for everybody. And I totally, I totally respect that. I understand it, but like, you know what I mean? It's like when you listen to other people, it's I'm with you. Like you don't have to listen to people to agree with people, but it's good to have different perspectives, even to even more so to even prove your point, why you like somebody. But like we say it on the show all the time, like just don't listen to us and take it to the bank. Like it's why we're the dynasty nerds film room. Like listen to us, 
then go watch the film that we're talking about and then go listen to Memphis and Dynasty Warzone and then go listen to Izzy and Dynasty Trade Calculator and get all those, like find a couple of guys that you like their opinions on and take all those opinions together. And then if all of a sudden, you know, my opinion, your opinion, Izzy's opinion, and then your own opinion from watching the film all line, then you know you've hit pay dirt, right? Like then you know there's, hey, this I ha- this has to be right, which it probably won't be, but it has to be right because all of us four of us agree on this. It's the same thing when I do my scouting. Like I'll watch the, I'll watch the tape in the film room and I'll, I'll scout these players. And I'll take all my notes and I'll watch it intensely. And then what I do is I go back and there's about three scouts over the last eight years that I just find like my opinion kind of aligns with their opinion of what they see. And I'll read their scouting reports. And then I'll, I'll look for things that maybe we agreed on things we disagreed on or things that I missed entirely. Right. Cause I'm not a professional scout as it is. So the things I missed entirely, and then I go back and watch the film again with my opinion and those three guys opinions. And then at, at the end of that, that helps me form my take. So it's not just me, Rich Dotson, it's me and using a community of, of resources that I found helpful to kind of come to that common common endpoint on a rookie or a player. So it's the same thing in dynasty. It's like, find a couple guys that you respect their opinion. You know, everybody who's sitting here listening to this podcast enjoys your opinion, right? So like take Memphis's opinion, what he likes, and then find a couple other guys that you like and kind of find your own common ground, be your own Memphis, be your own dynasty rich and kind of like get your own process going to get these rookies. And, don't you know nothing's worse when you see on Twitter like oh you I this is your fault I drafted this player like no it's not dude you I didn't draft him you drafted him you know I mean like you just listen to me I'm just as wrong as you are that's all we're doing if, if you're a if you're a content creator whatever the content is you may be listening to this because you want to hear how Rich Dodson grew the Dynasty Nerds and got it started and what was behind that but if you're not a content creator source as much information as you can. Create a spreadsheet, create a mental list. Hey, Memphis liked this guy, Rich didn't. Why not? Yes. You know, a, 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 ask yourself, what did Memphis see? What did Rich not see? What did they agree on? What do they not agree on? You know, that's great. Now, for me personally, the podcast, so I have found my success is I don't want to parrot your opinion or, or someone else's opinion. I listened to a guy named John Middlecoff. He was a former NFL scout. So that checks that box. I listened to Mike Lombardi. He was an ex-NFL GM. Okay, that checks that box. I listened to Mark Schlereth, ex-NFL player. That checks that box. And then finally, I listened to a guy named R.J. Bell. He's a Vegas guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the NFL opinion at the scout, the player, the GM level. I'm getting the opinion from Vegas. And then I try to take that with, with what I know about Dynasty Fantasy Football. And I try to think, hey, how can I take this bit of information? And like, like I love it. Like, a lot of times I'm taking voice notes in my truck as I'm driving to work or I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, take a note on this, this, and this. And how can I, you know, turn this into a dynasty take? I, I, I think nice. that, that, that that has helped me out a bunch. Uh, RJ Bell always talks about the wisdom of crowds. You know, I want to, I want to know more opinions on a guy because what's the big argument in dynasty, right? It's film grinders versus analytics guys. Well, here's the thing. I, I want to listen to the analytics guys. I want to listen to Pete Howard and and the guys like that. But then I want to listen to Nick Whalen and I want to listen to Garrett Price and these guys who who grind the film. And then I can go back and I can go to the ultimate film grinder, a guy who has no dynasty skin in the game at all, and Greg Cosell. And what's he see? Yeah. He's been doing this for 40 years. And then 
I put all of that information in a pot, if you will, and I just stir it with a big ladle. And I'm like, okay, this is what my process is. But no, I I really appreciate that. And I I know we got to get your pack from Mexico. I know you got to pack your Dynasty Nerds mankini. (laughs) You're not taking your phone, but I just want to get a couple of minutes on on some of these big stories. Before before we go into those stories real quick, I just want to go back real quick about that. Because you you mentioned for people that want to, like if somebody's tuning in, like, that wants to become a content creator. Cause you get people like that ask me all the time, like, Hey, can we write for dinosaurs? I want to become a content creator. How can I do that? And, and I think that's what you hit the head on. The, the number one point is like, you gotta be willing to put the time in. You gotta be able to put the work in and do a little bit of grinding. And you gotta be willing to, do, willing to do it. Like you hear all these stories. Like I was in, like in the NFL, like I was an intern for three years and got, got this guy a cup of coffee before I did this. And then this and this, and now I'm the, now I'm the GM of the team. It's just come up, come up with a, a path for success where you're willing to put into work, find, find the avenues to get to your opinion. But the biggest thing I would say is like, be yourself. Like if you, if you end up and have fun, like have fun and be yourself, because if you don't, people are going to sniff that out pretty quick. Like if you just say stuff to be a hot take person and you come up with hot takes or you're crapping on other people, like that can sift out pretty quickly in this community where if you end up just want to have a good time, and talking dynasty fantasy football, then do that and do that consistently, right? That's another thing you have to do. You have to be consistent, you know, week in, week out, that make sure that people can know that your voice is even out there. And if you talk long enough and you're passionate enough and you have a good time, people are going to start to slowly come into the room and start listening as well and being a part of the conversation. It's just, you got to be willing to put in the time. And I know sometimes when you say, hey, you got to do this for a year straight, nonstop, no rewards, that's it. Watch your Twitter followers grow. Watch your do- subscribers grow. Watch your YouTube clicks grow. But it will happen. And there'll be times you wake up on a Tuesday and you're like, the last thing in the world I want to do is podcast. My kids are sick. My wife is mad at me. I had a bad day at work. I stubbed my toe walking in here in the first place. I only got three hours of sleep last night, but you know what? I'm all part. I'm all part of this grind. I'm all about it. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna do the best show I can. It might not be the best show I've ever done, but it's gonna be the best show that I can do today. And people respect that. And again, long as you're consistent in what you do, and you have, and you and you can back up why you believe in what you do, then that will come over time. And that's how you become a content creator. And that's how your followers will grow. And the big thing is you don't want to focus on those numbers either. Like you don't want to focus on like, what do I have to do to get more followers? Like the thing to get more followers and become bigger is by being yourself and putting the work in. That's how it's done. It's not about saying, Hey, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Or, you know, those aren't even the followers you want. You don't want those people following you. You know, people that just, they're following just because you follow your back because they're not engaging on your content. Like if you have no engagement, then you don't have an audience. So you want people that follow you that are willing to engage and respect your opinion. You know what I mean? Like the reason I follow Memphis on Twitter is because I respect his opinion. You know, there's a reason I follow you agree with it. No, I don't have to agree with it. Yeah. But but you were, yeah, that's awesome. And we don't want we don't want uh, an echo cave out here. We don't want everybody agreeing. That's the worst thing possible. That's the worst thing possible. I want everybody that I follow pretty much to have a different opinion than me, and I want to see why they think that way. And guess what? 
some of the times you're going to sway me. There's times where we do this podcast and we love it. We talk about this all the time where we sit down and have a conversation and I feel one way or Garrett feels one way or Matt feels one way about a player. But after three of us sit here and talk it out for 10 minutes, you'll be like, you know what? You are right. And I was wrong. I think like I'm with you on this player. Uh, I mean, it took us three years to get mad on Stefan Diggs. You know what I mean? Like it's like, so it's, it's, that's just the way it is. It's um, but like, that, and that's what helps. It's not going around saying, oh, you're wrong. It's like, hey, why do you think this player is this way? And kind of having a conversation. And at the end of it, you'll be like, hey, man, you know, I say this all the time. Like, well, one of us will be right for sure. And one of us will be wrong. And guess what? Hey, agree to disagree. But I respect your opinion. And that's it. But sometimes I'm going to be like, you know what? Wow, you are right. I never looked at it from that perspective. All right, I'm with you. I'm on this gravy train on this receiver, this running back as well. So, and just being like that and just being a, a genuine person who's passionate about the game that cares and respects other people's opinion, you're slowly going to get to where you want to be. And maybe that where you want to be is the very tippy top, or maybe you just want to have an audience that you can interact with and talk about a game that you would love. And if you're lucky enough, maybe some of that en- ends out to be financially well-being for you as well, if you're lucky enough. Well, and, and you, you hit on a couple of things that not only will help you in the content create, help you in life, just be consistent showing up, you know, cause, cause there, there's this misnomer out there that hard work is the path to success. And it's not, I mean, hard work helps, but being consistent and being you and showing up every day. And, and the first thing is, is you got to ask and you got to be comfortable with hearing no, you know, I know Rich, I had the good fortune of meeting Rich this summer, but I knew that when I slid in those DMs that there was a chance that the answer may be, no, I'm busy. And I'm cool with that. But you have to start by asking. And and I have a great success story with that. So we have three of our patrons or former patrons or whatever the hell they are. They were like, Memphis, we want to do a podcast. We want to get into to it. We want to do a podcast for our fellow patrons. We want to do a show. I go, okay. And every week from like week seven through the end of the season, these guys never missed an episode. Sometimes it wasn't all three. You know how that goes. Sometimes you can't get Garrett or sometimes you can't be. It's, it's this life. Shit happens. But these guys were there every single week and they ask, hey, we want to do this podcast. I'm like, I don't care. You guys want to do a podcast, do a podcast. I'll upload it on the patron network for your fellow patrons to, to listen to. And that's where patron for the people came from. And these guys did this all the way through the Super Bowl. They were going into our Patreon leagues. They were ranking them. They were reviewing them. They were talking mess on trades. Just a whole lot of fun. And when it got done, me and a couple of the guys, we had some conversations about what can we, what can we do going forward? Because they wanted to be on the main feed. I'm like, cool. So we came up with a concept, Dynasty War Games. They talk about Dynasty Fantasy Football. War Games is a classic movie from the 80s, if you've never seen it, you know. Yeah, I've seen it. R- Rainy Weekend, maybe you throw it on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. And now they, they're doing a thing. But it starts by being proactive. It starts by asking. If you're waiting for me, or more importantly, a guy who, we're both busy. I mean, Rich and I are both professionals, Monday through, you know, whatever, every day. You're always on call. We're doing our day job. He's growing his podcast. I'm doing mine. If you're waiting for me or Rich to come knock on your door... <laughs> And say, hey, you want to do a podcast on Dynasty Nerds Network? It ain't going to happen. But if you ask and you're willing to start and be consistent, that's how that, that that's how you get an opportunity. Then the rest is on you, right? Rest is on you. You, you got to take you. the ball. It's football, right? You got to take the ball. What you got to do with it? You got to run with the damn thing. Because yeah, if you yard at a time, well, well, unless you're like Ronald Jones, and it's like 
3.2 <laughs> yards at a time. But, but I, I do, I do want to ask you a couple of questions and uh, I'll, uh, I'll start with Russell Wilson. What was your thought? Now, the, the obviously, uh, he kind of took a dump on Aaron Rodgers' day. You know, he's signing, he's staying in Green Bay. Uh, those of us that thought maybe Jordan Love could be a thing, that's a different thing for a different day. But well, what were your thoughts when you heard uh, Russ was going to be a Bronco? Uh, my first thought was like, damn, the AFC just got even a little bit more tougher. You know, I'm a Browns fan, so like the, the tougher the AFC gets, the, the worse it is for my Browns. Um, second thought was... Well, he's going to a better team overall, a much better defense, obviously a much better running back in Javante Williams. Um, everybody's sitting there talking up Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and yeah, that's great for them for sure. But like, I don't, I never looked at it as like, wow, he's got a better receiving core because he had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I think a run game helps him. I think the offensive line uh, helps him. And I think those receivers will help him, but I think he helps the receivers more so. I don't think it really moves the needle for him as a fantasy quarterback. I'm just one of those guys too. Like I'm such a bad person to ask. I don't know, man, just Russell Wilson's one of those guys. Like you ever have like those players in the NFL that just like, aren't your cup of tea and doesn't matter how many leagues you are. You never owned them. You never drafted them. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. It's Russell Wilson for like Russell Wilson's one of those guys for me. Like it just, I, I don't know what it is about him, man. I it's just, everything like i see him on camera like it just sorry russ like i don't know you personally so it's not personal whatsoever it's just i don't know man it's just something about that guy like i'm like i'm not just i can't get on board the numbers are okay sometimes like he has really good numbers he's had a couple of okay years but he, he's 33 years old so for me like i a lot of people view russ like very highly and and God bless you for that. But like, he'd be one of those players I've ever got. Like I'd be instantly trying to trade him and get, get to somebody who I actually enjoy watching football or enjoy watching their conversations on television for. No, no, see, no, no, there, there you hit on a thing. I don't enjoy watching Russell Wilson play football. As a matter yeah. of fact, I enjoy rooting against Russell Wilson. Now, part of it could be, now you mentioned you're a Browns fan. I'm a Colts fan. And it could be that for the longest time, it was like, is Russell Wilson the best quarterback of this draft class? He came out with RG3, came out with Andrew Luck. And, and maybe that's part of my deep-seated rooting interest, but that's part of Dynasty. Is I, I always you know, tell people this. It's like, I, I don't recommend way, way overpaying, but there's something to be said about having guys on your Dynasty rosters that you love rooting for. And, and it was very rewarding for me. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know, I love Cooper Cup. I couldn't love him more if his last name was Young, which is my last name. <laughs> we could be family. So I was super stoked to see him do well and, and be the the wide – actually, he was the highest scoring player in all of fantasy, regardless of, of, of position. But I enjoy watching him play. I'm excited when, like, the Rams are on nationally. Because, you know, when the Colts are on, I'm watching the Colts, and you're trying to watch a little red zone in the corner. But, yeah, I, I can't get behind Russ, and I agree with you. Um, from, like, a ranking standpoint, didn't really move the needle. He didn't go up. He didn't go down. He's a guy yeah. who's been a, a QB1 every year of his career up until last year. And he was QB15 and missed, I don't know, three or four games with the, with the, with the weird finger. So it didn't move the needle. I think the wide receivers and the skill weapons were a push. The one thing, the I guess the upside is, is I guess not even really because the divisions are both good. Yeah, and, and you can imagine they got to throw the football more now in that AFC West because they're be going back and forth. So it's definitely a good spot for him. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be still probably be consistent, still be a a, a a quarterback one. I'm not as high saying he's going to be a top five quarterback because I just don't think he will be that way. But I think he'll still be a quarterback one. But 
yeah, for me, it just, it's not a needle mover. Like however you felt about Russ before you should still feel about Russ. Now for me, he's still in my dynasty rankings, a quarterback one, but just somebody I don't, I would never draft. Cause like going back to you, like you love Cooper cup. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about playing dynasty is like scouting these rookies is you find these players that you love. And even though they're not a Colt, like for me, they're not a Brown. Like I love Debo Samuel, right? Like I love Debo Samuel coming out. Um, I actually dream. I really hoped he'd become a San Francisco 49er. I tweeted out the day before he uh, got drafted. I was like, I really hope Debo Samuel goes to San Francisco. I think he gets drafted by San Francisco. Um, th- so they get that passion for players like, oh, wow, this guy out of South Carolina is so good. And then he goes to a different team that you don't root for. And then maybe he still becomes one of your favorite players because you got to watch him during the whole dynasty process. You got to draft him for your dynasty teams. And it's fun that these players become your like favorite players. Like my favorite quarterback of all time is Drew Brees. Well, part of that has to do is when he was coming out of school in Purdue, like I liked his tape coming out of Purdue. I liked the way he he, he looked. I liked that he went to the Chargers. So like in my original dynasty draft, like I drafted Drew Brees. So I had Drew Brees as my starting quarterback for 17, 18 years in dynasty fantasy football. So he became one of my favorite players ever. I drafted Ladanian Tomlinson his rookie year. And he became one of my favorite football players ever. Like watching those games and watching those players. Guys like right now, like Debo Samuel is really high in that list of a player that I got to be able to watch. I got to scout and I, and I just love that player. And then on the opposite end, there's players that you don't like. Like I don't love Russell Westbrook. I don't love DK Metcalf. <laughs> like it's just, it's just, it's just me. And, and there, there's not a thing wrong with it. Uh, as we get ready to, I want to ask you a couple of rookie questions, but um, I tweeted this out the other day and I, I'd love to hear your take on it. I, I, I think with the NFL, in such a hurry to recycle guys like Carson Wentz who got traded to the commanders or drew Locke going to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson deal. And then you've got all this buzz about where will Mitch Trubisky go and Jimmy Garoppolo and all of these guys that seem like they're going to get a second or in the case of Wentz, a third shot to me, it feels like the NFL is telling us they don't love this rookie class. I think Malik Willis is a lock to be a first round pick. Uh, I, I'm not enthused on it. Where are you at with this rookie class? And what did what do you take away from the actions? Because I don't always go into words because people will lie to you. But the actions seem to dictate that these teams are much more willing to go 2022 with a bridge type guy as opposed to overdrafting these rookies. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of looking back to that 2013 class, kind of go back to that like Jake Locker, Christian Ponder class, where like these quarterbacks. EJ Manuel. Yeah, EJ Manuel, who's like yeah, he was like taken by the bills, like 16th overall. But I think it was that 2013 class where the first quarterback off the board was like, is that EJ Manuel? Is that the first, was that the, I think it was, I yeah. know, I know it was him ponder and you just, uh, Jake locker. I think locker no, may have been. That wasn't. Yeah. Cause locker and ponder were top 10, like locker, Tennessee trade up for Jake locker. They were top 10, but like, I think we're in the same kind of bullet that like, I like, I like Malik Willis's upside. Um, but again, these guys aren't like, glamorous quarterbacks like if a quarterback's not be talking about going number one overall and none of them are then you know there's an issue right if there's a quarterback not being talked about going number one overall there's an issue with this class and there's not even a quarterback talking about going top five in this class so maybe the lions take malik willis because he shows a lot of upside um but there's matt corral there's kenny pickett you know there's not a lot of guys out there so for me i'm with you like if i'm if i'm in a class like i'm taking that really good offensive lineman defensive end cornerback and like you know sauce Gardner of cincinnati and i'm waiting for this 23 class to get like a bryce young or cj stroud so i'm somebody that preaches in super flex like 
you have to take quarterbacks early on because they're just worth too much. But this is like a year, like, if you don't love anybody, like, I'm kind of okay with taking Brees Hall ahead of these quarterbacks. But still, you have to, like, an opportunity presents itself. If Malik Willis is a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, then he's got to be essentially the number one pick in your Superflex draft because, like you mentioned, these retread quarterbacks. We talked about this Dynasty Nerd show just two weeks ago where if you look at the state of the NFL right now, there's 12 teams right now that have a big question mark at quarterback, like long-term. And that's not even talking about like the Browns and Philadelphia, right? Like I'm not even counting those teams in there. Or if even you the Raiders. Throw, yeah, but Derek Carr has been pretty solid. Even I'm, as a, I'm a Derek quarterback, Carr guy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's been pretty solid. So I don't, I don't consider Derek Carr in that category. I think he's actually a good buy in Superflex leagues. Um, but right now in Superflex, even more so than the tight ends, where there's only four good tight ends, really, like elite tight ends, four or five good, really tight ends. And even then, the number one and number two are in a clash by themselves as it is. If you look at the quarterback state, there's not many good quarterback ones, right? If you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Carson Wentz as your starting quarterbacks, the odds of you winning your Dynasty Fantasy Football Superflex League are really, really low. Sorry to break it to you. You know what I mean? So... When you say like when people get on my you know and I've I've had people ride my ass Memphis many times over this and they're like oh li- literally this this was said to me over and over again when I said you had to take Justin Herbert number three overall in your Superflex league you can't take Justin Herbert over this guy you can't take Justin Herbert over this guy you can't take Justin Herbert over that guy I'm like well yeah you kind of have to because Justin Herbert has a lot of upside if he hits guess what you can get anybody you want in your league if he hits same thing with Malik Willis if he's taking the top ten. If Malik Wills hits into that and he becomes a very good elite quarterback, then you that's a that's a chip you need if you want to go get a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase, a Jonathan Taylor. And the problem is there's not many good quarterbacks. We're in a state right now, and some of these guys are old. We just lost Tom Brady, right? That if you don't have a young good quarterback, good luck trading for one of those guys. They're they're impossible to trade for. And when you do, you're cutting one of your legs off. You know what I mean? You're cutting your nose off to spite your face. And right now, the reason I would take Malik Willis at 1-1 if he's a top 10 pick to say he goes to Seattle is because if he turns into Justin, because listen, nobody was sitting here back in the day saying, I'm taking Justin Herbert really high. I'm taking Josh Allen really high. I'm taking Lamar Jackson really high. But if they hit, you have dynasty gold. In a super flex league, you start two quarterbacks. So if there's a 12-team league, that's 24 starting quarterbacks in your league. And I just mentioned there's 12 teams right now that don't even really have a good, solid quarterback. So out of 32 teams, that leaves 20. So that means four people in your league are struggling with their second quarterback. So you need to find a way to better yourself off. And the only way to do that is to draft these guys in your rookie draft. You know, there's, there's two ways to build your dynasty team, either by trading or by drafting. That's it. That is it, your rookie draft and by trade-in. So even though this class is weak, Memphis, by all standards at, at, at the quarterback position, if these guys are first-round picks, you have to risk it for the biscuit, right? Like, you have to get in there. And listen, this this quarterback class is weak. This whole class isn't like – this class has a lot of depth, but there's no 
everybody in this class, you're like, dude, like Jamar Chase last year, right? Or Devontae Smith, like, or Jonathan Taylor. And you're like, hey, man, this guy is awesome. Besides Brees Hall, like, there's nobody you're watching. And, like, I think Garrett Wilson's super safe that you're coming in going. You you took my guy. I want to make sure that this is not a Garrett Wilson (laughs) because Rich is an Ohio State guy homer. Now, he's my 101, too. Yeah, those are the two. Well, I got a guy for you that I'm not taking in the first round. It's Ohio State guy too. So people, I love when people say I'm Ohio State homer, but like I just, I is just call Jeremy it like a skit. Is that no, that, Crystal Crystal Lava. I think you don't think he'll go around the first round in a one QB back end, like one one eleven, one twelve ish rookie drafts. Yeah. Oh, he will for sure. But I'm not taking him. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, then, then you've answered my question. Who Who are you not going to draft? I, oh, I told you, about, you, you know what? So it's funny. So I did some comparison on him and we're just kind of just letting this conversation go wherever I, I was looking for a good comp for him. Okay. Just physically size. He's 5'11, 187. All right. You know, and he's fast. Obviously he's very fast, very you know, fast. but, but, but my mind goes to like another former Ohio guy, like Paris Campbell here on the Colts. And I'm like, Ugh. then I think John Ross and I'm like, Ugh. The best case scenario for Alave, in my opinion, is a guy that I love who I feel like squeezed just about every ounce of his talent out of him is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, when he came out with 5'11", 183, uh, I think Alave may be a little bit of a better route runner than Hilton. Similar speed, similar size. How do you like that Hilton to Alave comp? Uh, pretty best solid. Case, best case, that, that's the best case scenario, in my opinion. Best, the best cop I heard came from Kyle Yates. It was Emmanuel Sanders. That was a really good compromise. The problem with the Chris Olave I have is, you know, here's here's a mind-blowing stat I, I heard the other day. And last year, he had zero broken tackles. Zero. It's hard to break him at 187. Zero. But zero. Zero. That's insane. Like, he, I, I've been saying on the podcast, like, he's just – he reminds me of someone who's going to have 75 catches for 930 yards and finish as a wide receiver three. Like, not bad, but, like, I want to go upside, right? Give me Christian Watson. Give me Zamir White. Like, give me some guy that has, like, some real good upside, like Jahan Dotson. I don't know. It just – it worries me about him. Like, he's got the speed. He's a solid route runner. Like, but, dude, if you can't – if you're just catching the ball and that's it, like, that's a wide receiver three. You know what I mean? And he'll have that first-round pedigree, but for me – I, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm out on Chris Olave where he's going. Like if he's there at like two one, two two, right around there. Like yeah, give me Chris Olave. But right now, going the process, I I he's not somebody that I think can help me win a dynasty fantasy football championship. Yeah, I, I agree. And like you would have to find like a running back. I, I think we were talking him, and recently I did a, a guest appearance on the Goat District podcast, and I was talking about him and Rashad White, the running back out of. Arizona State. Yeah. And, and I think they'll go in a similar-ish range in rookie drafts, whether that's one QB. Now, draft capital, where these guys actually go, will will skew some of that. But I, I'm always going to lean toward the guy because I ask myself this question. If this player hits their absolute apex of their talent and their situation, what is their maximum return on investment going to be? And I firmly believe that if Rashad White ends up becoming – the best that he can be, he'll be more valuable in dynasty than Chris Olave will be if he hits his absolute pinnacle. And and, and going back to the quarterbacks, that's kind of how I look at the quarterbacks. It's like we're in lockstep on Malik Willis. If you want to take Malik Willis super duper high in a super flex, I'm with you. But the rest of these guys, even if they go top 10, I'm asking myself, what is their apex? What is their ceiling? What is their best season ever going to be? And I feel like it's a lot of QB twos. 
if they mm-hmm. hit their ceiling QB2s. And if you're going to spend the 108, the 110, whatever, in a super flex on a QB, just go see if the guy who has Derek Carr will give you Derek Carr for the 110 and let that GM go out and draft the the Kenny Pickett's and the Sam Howells of the world. You go right ahead. Just give me good old boring Derek Carr and his eyeliner, and I'll, I'll just roll. I'll always roll with DC, baby. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man, because, like, this quarterback class is really not to, like, you know, write home about. And, you know, Will one of them end up being pretty good? I mean, probably, but the odds say that will. Yeah, but I mean, we. This is the one thing that it's like I don't ever put a lot of merit into when I break down tape or talk about in the podcast. It's the quarterbacks because it's the most impossible position to pretty much break down and get because it's so it's so mental that it's hard to break down. And we say it all the time: like these guys get paid tens of millions of dollars to figure out just one thing, and that's the quarterback. And these guys can't do it. You know what I mean? Like these guys got paid tens of millions of dollars to bring this. So who am I, a guy that owns a dynasty fantasy football website and watches film, who's never played professional football? Um, who am I to break down these quarterbacks? You know what I mean? So it's like the me and all quarterbacks. I try to like I watch the tape, see what I like, what I don't like. I break it down, but then it mostly comes down to draft pedigree, right? Like where are they going to take an NFL draft? Because do they get picked in the first round? Do they have a fifth-year option? Are they in position to get opportunity to start? Because sometimes I just want to start a body because with that, even here's another thing about it as well, taking these guys a little bit higher. If you have a young starting quarterback that has some upside, even if you don't like the player, right? Like you don't even like the player. Say like Zach Wilson last year, right? Came in, didn't have a great year, but still has a ton of upside. Good luck in trying to go trade for Drac- Zach Wilson in a super flex league at a discount. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Those guys are worth too much money. And that's that's my number one case is still drafting those guys. Like, if I'm going to gamble, like you with you, I'm I'm all in on Brees Hall. I'm all in on Garrett Wilson. So, like, if I if Malik Willis goes top 10 to, say, Seattle, he's my 1-1 in Superflex, no matter how much I love Brees Hall, because I got to take the chance to get a good young quarterback. Besides that, I'm with you. I'm taking Brees Hall. I'm taking I'm taking Garrett Kenneth Wilson. Walker, Kenneth Walker after the combine. He 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 feels much more safe. Oh, dude. Dude, I love. I love. I made an argument on a podcast. I was like, you can make an argument. As good as Brees Hall is, as good as he is, which that dude, I'm telling you, Memphis, Brees Hall is a when you watch his tape versus TSU, it's like watching like a video game. It's like somebody watching, you watch somebody that plays Madden or old school Madden that knew exactly where all the defenders were going to be. He just zips and zags right around him. Like he, like he knew what was coming. Like he's that good. But if Kenneth Walker ends up in Miami with Mike McDaniel, I'm like, dude, there's a case to be made that Kenneth Walker is a one, one in your rookie draft because he can put up 1800 yards, his rookie year, all purpose in that offense with Mike McDaniels calling the plays and being a guru in that run offense. So dude, I, I'm, I came away because Garrett told me it's Brees Hall and everybody else. I told him yesterday, I was like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, I'm a big Kenneth Walker fan. Like, the way his his vision, his patience, and ability to get to the outside edge so well, like, he's designed. He was built by the hands that built human beings to be a running back in the NFL. Like, he is talented, and I like Kenneth Walker a ton. Like, he's my one-two easily. In dynasty this year, even over Garrett Wilson, who I like a ton, I'm taking Kenneth Walker one too. I couldn't agree more. And it's 
I mean, it, it's pretty simple. If, if in, in a super flex, if I don't have a, a top four pick, I'm open for business. Open Let's for talk. Business. I'm 100% the open, like, uh, what do they do at Krispy Kreme? They turn on the little light and the, they let you know that the donuts are fresh or whatever. That that th- that's me with with rookie picks this year after the one hundred five and a super flex. I'm I'm open for business. I mean, as much as Drake London could be a thing, or Isaiah Spiller, or so many of these other guys, I'm open for business. I'm give me, o- give me that twenty three class. Give me to that twenty three class that is going to be so deep that you, even if you get one nine, one eleven in the twenty three class, you're going to be like. Okay, this is definitely better than that one six I had last year. <laughs> like, and I'm with you. Like, I like Drake London. He's got a ton of upside, but like, it starts. Jamison Williams has a ton of upside. Drake London has a ton of. That's the thing. A lot of these guys, are like, ah, well, but it also could go this way. Like, you could easily see him being like just a wide receiver two mid range. You know what I mean? It's like, where's that home run threat? Like, there's not like, besides Priest Hall. There's not like that home run player, right? That they're like, oh, he's going to be a running back one. He's going to be a wide receiver one. Like, you're like, ah, okay. I mean, he could be, but he's probably not going to be. When you're drafting that high, you, you want to be able to look at a guy like a Brees Hall because the answer to this question is yes. I'm going to go ahead and answer it before I even ask it. Could he, within a year or three, could he be the number one overall running back in dynasty, the answer is yes. Yes. Is there a world where Garrett Wilson could be the number one wide receiver overall in in fantasy in three years? The answer is yes. As much as we love Jamar Chase and and Justin Jefferson and CD Lamb and D and all these other guys, I do see a path to where that guy's talented enough. And if he goes to and again, it, it it takes the right confluence of events for it to happen. But once you get past those guys, I don't see a lot of like you know. Think about what was the, the Jonathan Taylor class. You, you could have answered that question, yes, with so many guys. You could have answered, yes, Cam Akers could be the RB1 overall in Dynasty in a couple of years. Dude, so, and I, DeAndre Swift. I I got on a pedestal and preached for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Preached for him as the path to be the number one overall time. Nobody back. bats a thousand. Nobody bats a thousand. Oh, it's one of my, it's, I feel so bad. I, I told myself, I, was, you know, I do this every year. And I told myself I got to stop because, Every year, like I, I'm, like you said, I, there's analytics guys and tapes guys. Like I'm a tape guy, right? Like everything I do has always been tape. That's all I do is tape, 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 tape. What does tape tell me? And it, it was one of those years, man, where like, and I know exactly, and I know exactly what it was that, that made me flip to switch was like I had it, I had it, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That's why I had it on tape, right? Those were that was my order. And then NFL draft comes along. And then Andy Reid said when they wanted to go get draft Kyle edwards in the first round, he was like, the guy was like, whoever wants to say, like, he reminds me of Brian Westbrook. And Andy Reid responded, he's better than Brian Westbrook. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Andy Reid is going to use Clyde Edwards-Alaire like Brian Westbrook. He's going to catch 85 footballs in a year. He's playing behind Pat Mahomes. And he's going to rush for at least a thousand yards, probably in that offense because of Pat light Mahomes. Boxes, light yeah. boxes, Tyreek Hill, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Just, did 85 footballs and Brian, what? How can this go wrong? I went on a 15 minute rant on my podcast about this. And, and, and Garrett's going to be like, dude, you got to take Jonathan Taylor number one. And I'm like, you're wrong, buddy. You're wrong. And now here I am. You know, one of, it, my it, biggest, one of my biggest misses 
in the history of talking dynasty fans football was getting on a pedestal for Clyde Edwards Alaire. I, I don't know that it's the Clyde Edwards Alaire corollary, but you see so many people on Twitter or on their podcast or whatever. God bless them. We talk about the hot take people. One thing Jerry and I is we we've gotten more into the the rookie content and things as we've you know really gotten into the offseason, which is the beauty of it. We have made an agreement that we're going to hold each other accountable. No matter how much you like a prospect, you can get on your soapbox and you and Jerry Jerry just recently graduated from Michigan State. So as much as you want to get on your soapbox and you know cheer for Kenneth Walker. At the end of your synopsis of why you love him so much, you have to give the other co-host one reason or one possibility of how he can fail because that's what's going to keep you grounded. That's what's going to keep you um, on that edge because it's going to force us to look at our favorite prospects with a, hey, I really like this guy, but if he lands here, it could go bad. Or, you know, there's a lot of competition there or you know, he wasn't that good of an athlete or whatever the reason would be is that you've it, it's forcing us to go back and look at everybody uh, instead of just with like those rose colored glasses. It yep. forces you to go back and, and dive deeper. So that's something we're looking to do this year. And that's what I was just on Mike Fanaro's podcast. And he said the same thing because we did a podcast on Kenneth Walker. He asked me two months ago. He's like, give me a rookie that you want to break down on my podcast in two months. I was like, Kenneth Walker. Like I'm a, and at the time. I thought I was like like being a little bit more sneaky. Like everybody else is like, oh, Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, these guys. Like I'm going to talk to Kenneth Walker where like he might be picking like one six, one seven, one nine, But I'm going to talk him up like he's going to be better than that. So at the end of the show, he's like, hey, tell me how Kenneth Walker fails. Like how does he not be a good running back? I'm like, oh, that's a good question. That's <laughs> a good question, Mike. And I gave my – I gave the answer. I, I broke it down. I was like, this is, how he, this is how he does not become a running back one. He's a low-end running back two. This is how it plans out. Wrong scheme, wrong system, doesn't get involved in the passing game. Somehow his pass blocking's not good enough. He gets taken out on third downs, becomes a strictly first down, second down runner, and then there you have it. He's a low-end running back too at best. I mean, I, I love that because I love Kenneth Walker, but but that's why, you know, d- does he wind up behind an old stodgy head coach? Uh, and he's no longer a head coach, but like a, a Vic Fangio type. Uh, yeah. um, oh, my gosh, the guy in uh, Tampa Bay who, you know, killed Ronald Jones. Oh, Bruce Arians. There you go, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Arians. So, listen, I could keep you here all night. Um, well, look, before we go, though, I think sure, before, no, you're good. I, I don't want to cut you off. I, I got no, on that, at that point alone, too, Memphis, is that point and that part about the scouting process and drafting guys is so important. To me, it's not just where they get, like, the draft capital that's important after, like, why you readjust your rankings a little bit is because – it's about scheme, coaching, and system. And I've been saying this for years. Is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? Absolutely not. But he's been a running back one and a high-end running back one for his entire career. Why? Because he was in the best system to display his skill set. He was in the best situation for Calvin, Alvin Kamara. And if you can get fine guys that are in those kind of, that's why I love Clyde Edwards-Alaire so much. Going back to that, it was like, I thought he was going through the best system possible for him to be used like Brian Westbrook, right? Like, so I thought like, this has got to work and it hasn't worked yet. Maybe it turns around this year, but like, that's so important is paying attention to where these guys goes, go as well, because it's about opportunity. And if they don't, you can be as good as any running back in the world, but if you're not getting the carries and you're not getting the snaps, then you can't produce fancy points. And if you're not producing fancy points, then I can't put you in my starting lineup. And then I completely 
is the opposite of what I want to do because you're not helping me win a championship. And the only reason I play this game is to win championships. So it's like all that information is still important as well is where they end up and where's that opportunity. So like you mentioned, how do players fail? So when, when you're getting ready to draft a guy, that's a great question for you, your co-hosts and your listeners to ask yourself is like, don't want, it's like almost just like if you're scouting a player and just watching their YouTube highlight film, right? Like, Oh, they look great. But like, okay, how's this player fail? Now that he's drafted on this team, how could he fail on this team? Who is there to get in his way, right? Like for Jamal Williams, it was Aaron Jones. For Trey Sermon, it was Elijah Mitchell. Like what is going out? What else is out there to kind of like put a bump in my road? So the point, I just want to go back on that, that point that you made is saying, yeah, that's such a good point of how does this player fail? And to do that, you have to be all-encompassing and look at everything, not just from the player, but the team he's on, his teammates, his scheme, and his coaching staff. That is all very, very important when you come to drafting your dynasty rookies. I'll give, I'll give the, the listener a, a great way to do it. It's just very simple. Take your top 10, your current top 10, my top 10, Rich's top 10, whoever's top 10. I don't care who's top 10 use. Just take the top 10 at any position. And then you, not me, not Rich, not your other favorite content, but you, you rank those guys based on what you saw at the combine. And then you rank those guys one through 10. You know, maybe 10's the best or one's the best or whatever your ranking system is. Then you go to the combine. What did those athletic measurables tell you? Who was the best athlete? Who was the worst athlete? Give everybody a one to 10. And then when they get drafted, give everybody a one to 10. Hey, I like this spot the best. I like this one the least. Give them a one to 10. And then you just go through and simply average them. And based on your system, whether, you know, 10 was the best or 10 was the worst, then you've went through and inorganically and just easily, simply, you've created your own very easy set of dynasty rankings. Now, are you ready to start a website and a podcast and a, and a, and a YouTube channel? Maybe, maybe you are. Right a lot. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> but, 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 but maybe, maybe you just make yourself feel more prepared to go into your rookie dynasty drafts because you've, you've got skin in the game. It's great to sit back and listen to me and Rich and Izzy and Izzy's a great guy, by the way, one of the best, him and JP both. And the, the, the lesser celebrated Mosier, do love Mosier, but all the, I mean, so whoever, then you have yours. Now I don't need you to post your predictive model on Twitter and say, look at it. You can, if you want to. And, 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 and if I like it, I'll thumbs up. But if I don't, don't be mad. Cause I don't. But then you feel accomplished because then, like Rich said, when you look back when the play starts and you see what's going on and when you hit on that guy because you did the work, how much more rewarding is that, Rich? When when you do the work, whether it's as much as you do, which is like work, that's why it's like a job, or whether it's part-time and it's just something fun that you do when, when your kid's not up to bat at a little league game. How rewarding is it when you hit on a guy? I can say I can say I can say that from two different perspectives. One from just being a novice, beginning dynasty player, which I all which I was 18 years ago, to now where I do it for a job, kind of. You know, uh, it's the same exact feeling. It's unbelievably rewarding. I kind of mentioned earlier, like those players become your favorite players. You know, I have an autographed Drew Brees helmet, authentic helmet in my uh, basement. I there's there's this this it makes you feel good. That it's like anything. If you put time into something, it's good to be rewarded, right? And the roar in Dynasty is fantasy football production. That's your reward. So when you put in the time and you get a player and you've had that player on your roster for five, 
six, seven years, right? And you're like, I knew all along. You know what I mean? I knew I it's validating, right? Like it's like I knew it when I ranked him higher. Like everybody else said he was running back three. I said he was running back one. And look at who look at who was right. You know what I mean? Like I I I'm rewarded. Because you are you're generally rewarded by production that he produces in your fantasy stat lines. So like it is. It makes you and it's it's so nice when you put into work into the time. And like it's not just reading somebody's dynasty rookie ranking. It's like a redraft league. It's why all of us play dynasty in the first place to get off a redraft. There's like not a lot of reward in that, right? But in Dynasty, if you put in the time, just a li- again, just a little bit of time to do a little bit of research of your own, and you come to your own conclusion, and you got there yourself, and then it hits, you don't just get to live with that moment for a football season. This is Dynasty. You get to live with that moment for that player's entire career. So it's like if that person goes on and be like a Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, for example, like who I was able to draft as a rookie and do that his entire career. And seeing to put up a Hall of Fame career, like there's just something a part of you, like you feel like you're a part of that somehow, some little way, right? Like you're like, that's my guy. Like this, Ladane Thompson wouldn't know you from a from from anybody from a, a dot on the wall, right? But you're like, that's my guy. Like I believed him the whole entire time, and I was right. And and I, and you're you're happy for them. You're happy for yourself. You know what I mean? It's just that's the kind of reward you get because. What do I mean? What do we all want out of life, right? We all want to be happy. We all just want to be like we want to have a good life, want to be happy, and it's little things like this that could just put a little bit more pep in your step. And I and I'm a person that believes the more pep you have in your step, like just the better overall your life's going to be. And it's just about a little pep here and a little pep here. So if it's if it's Debo Samuel turned into a running back when he gets the football, and I said when I was breaking him down, like this guy's like a running back when you put the football in his hand. You know, a little thing like that, it just puts a little bit more pep in your step. It's just so much more rewarding. And I honestly think that's why I love Dynasty so much. And I think that's why the game's growing at the rate it is, because I'm not the only one feeling that way. Like, everybody's feeling that way, right? It's like why we get so enamored with these rookie picks in the first place. And it's just, and everybody wants validation. Everybody wants to be right. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to sit there and be like, oh, I want to be wrong. So, like, when you get that and you, and you and it actually does stick and it hits, like you're rewarded not for a short period of time, but possibly for me, it was Drew Brees. I was rewarded for 17 years with that guy. You know what I mean? Like that was my guy for 17 years. Like he made me feel like I made the right decision. I'm rooting for the right person. Like my interests are in the right area here. Like, and it'd been this way the whole time. So it's just, it's a good feeling to have, man. Hey, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing, and you've actually sparked part two of this conversation. I, I want to have you back because I could keep you on here for five hours. Because <laughs> this, this is what this is why I love Dynasty. I love just talking about Dynasty. But I, I'm going to plant this seed with Rich. At some point, I want to get you back on when you get back from Mexico with that million dollar tan, and uh, you had a, you had a good break, no work, phone, just you and the family, and 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 hanging out and, and enjoying your your trip. But I want to talk to you about the state of winning in dynasty fantasy football, because in so many of my leagues, it just seems so on trend right now for people just to have a a cool, young, sexy roster. And they're just happy paying league dues. Memphis. I could talk about this for an hour. I I know. I've had to do part two. Yeah. I've had an opinion on this and I've said in the dinosaur podcast for eight years straight in, uh, Yeah. 
I'll, I'll just say this. There's only one thing you want to do in dynasty fans football and that's win. Well, we could talk about that. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to talk about. And I think a lot of people that are newer to dynasty, I think it's a very easy trap to fall into because on when you say it out loud and you look at it on paper, like it makes sense. But for somebody that's been playing dynasty for 18 years and somebody that's in, I think about 20 dynasty leagues, I'll tell you what, I think I've yet, almost yet to see that pan out the way everybody thinks it's going to pan out. Preach it, my friend. Preach it because uh, I, I think that's what you you get when you when you find premium content. You know, whether that be our Patreon, the the, the nerd herd. Th- that's the the thing. It's it's the art of winning. But Rich Man, I want to thank you so much. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I didn't want to have you on in season. Um, you were so kind. You uh, invited us all into your home. I had to leave before I got my chance to hang out in the studio and, and do a little YouTube stuff with you guys, but you are truly one of the classiest guys in the dynasty space. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for a bit. Oh, I appreciate the kind words, Memphis. We'll definitely have to do this again and talk about that uh, topic you mentioned. Cause we got, it's a good thing. And you're right. Cause it's a pitfall. It's like, it's a little nuggets that you don't think of playing dynasty for a long time. And you've been doing a show for a long time, not to pass along that kind of information to your listeners, because it's the most important information. Like it's good to have all these analytics and all these deep stats, but sometimes the basic fundamentals of dynasty get shrugged, like just, like shoved under the rug and people don't talk about it. So we'll have to come back and talk about it anytime, man. I love talking dynasty fans football and I love being able to talk about some dynasty with you. So happy to be here. And thanks for having me. Yeah. This guy right here, he'll tell you picking the right players is a skill, but winning dynasty championships is an art form. His name is Rich Dotson. You can follow him on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show and his show everywhere. Dynasty Nerds, Dynasty War Zone, everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football, Dynasty Fantasy Football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hate brand goods. That's us. I'm very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak